because I believe that you can make choices in your life. You can be intentional instead of living life by default and love the life you live and live the life you love. This is the Monetize Everything Podcast, a place where people just like you can learn how to build wealth, improve personal finances, and start an online business all online. Now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker, George Pitts. What's going on, everybody? This is episode three of the Monetize Everything Podcast with George Pitts. We have a great episode today. We have Krisha Bowen the international uh, woman entrepreneur from Trinidad who is the founder of PurposeUniversity.co where they teach all things purpose. Krisha Bowen is not only an international entrepreneur, but she's also a purpose and lifestylist. Um, She helps people identify purpose and navigate through life with purpose. So Krisha Bowen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me, George. I'm definitely excited and doing well. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about Krisha Boy. Who is Krisha and, you know, what should we know about you that some may not? Absolutely. Well, I would like to take um, to dive in right at the purpose and lifestylist part because people always ask me, what, what does that mean? And I just tell them, I say purpose and lifestyle is because, because I believe that you can make choices in your life. You can be intentional instead of living life by default, you can live life by design. So that means ever so often, George, I could do a wardrobe check to see if I like how my life looks. And if I don't, I could take things out and I can add things in. So I really help people navigate their journey through life, understanding what their purpose is, who they are, and how you can start your life. Pick elements that you want to add and just add it. And love the life you live and live the life you love. Wow, I love that. Love the life you live and live the life you love. That is a mantra all of us should go by. All of us should go by. <laughs> yes. So tell us how, uh, how you uh, decided to go down the entrepreneur path and what that was like to start one um, in your country. Absolutely. Um, I think I kind of happened upon being an entrepreneur, but now I realize that it was just really God's design. I worked corporate for maybe like about 12 years and I worked in HR and I loved HR. Also, I thought in its current form in terms of corporate. And what happened was there was a transition on my job where uh, my title was removed. So my then title as HR was removed and I was repositioned in the organization. At this point, George, I was really confused. I realized like I didn't know who I was. So I started asking myself, Krisha, who are you? Like outside of this title, because I realized like I lived for the job title. Now that the title was removed, I couldn't identify who I was. And then I started to ask myself these deep questions like, who are you? And I couldn't answer it. So I went on this journey of soul searching for about two years and to really identify what my purpose was. Why was I creating my reason for being? And then I came into what I now call Purpose Diaries, where Purpose University is founded from. And I started sharing my message. And as I shared my message that I was insecure and I really um, needed my title to validate me, then when the title was removed, I had no idea who I was. And I started sharing this message on social media. And I realized there were a lot of people saying, me too, me too, me too. Like, I feel the same way. And then there was a demand on my gift. So people started asking me, 
how did you get to find your purpose? How did you navigate it? And me sharing a story turned into a demand for my gift, which turned into a business, turned into me coaching and helping people navigate life. Out of this, George, it actually started my business. If you told me a couple of years ago that I would be coaching people now and training and doing courses and books and manuals to teach life purpose, I'd tell you, you're kidding me. Not this introverted girl who loves to work <laughs> with the computer. Like, you had to be absolutely crazy, like run a business, even though my passion was always business. Like as a child, my mom said that I will always say, um, I'm going to have a business one day. I'm going to have a business one day. And I was prophesying to my future. I had no idea, but life kind of took me in the direction of becoming an entrepreneur. What I say is like by chance, but now I realize it was by design and I actually maximize it and I love it. So what happened was I had this major accident back in 2015 and it made it impossible for me to do my corporate job because it required me sitting at a desk, basically paper pushing, right? Um, it was a fancy title, George, but I was just <laughs> pushing paper, right? Yeah. And um, so it made it impossible. Like I couldn't sit at the desk for like eight hours max or even more times. And I realized I was dependent on something that I really didn't need to be dependent on. Because I was running my business at the side. This was before I was full-time. I was running it on the side and then doing my job. Just because I didn't like the risk that it posed. I liked having a secure paycheck. I didn't like the risk like, hey, now my income is determined by me when mm -hmm. I move you know, into entrepreneurship. Right. And there was a transition where I just could not do my job anymore. And I felt this resounding yes in my spirit that it was time to leave. And I took the leap and now I'm almost three years in and we're still going strong. Wow. Three years in. Congratulations. Man. Thank Congratulations. you. You know, one of the things that, uh, that I think our listeners would be very interested to know is what was it like to uh, start a business in your country compared to here in the U.S.? And tell us a little bit about your country and where you're from and kind of how your upbringing Great. Excellent question. Um, I'm from Trinidad and Tobago, which is a small island in the Caribbean. It's very close to Venezuela. And the school of thought, I would say in my island culturally, is that you go to school, you get these degrees, you get a great job, you go to work, you get married, you have two kids, a dog, maybe a cat and a goldfish. And that was the mindset um, at that time of, you know, and the culture of my country. And I stepped out, I studied in the US and then I returned home. But when I returned, my mindset had broadened so much that I felt almost strange in my own culture, what I had known all of my life. And even though I returned with this broadened perspective, I still got into the workforce and got into the same maintenance type mentality. So I was just going to work, to pay bills, to go to work, to pay more bills, to go to work, to pay more bills. And I was in this routine. And as I said, my epiphany came or my aha moment came when I started to share my story. And that's where I tell people that business is really borderless. There's no borders. We put so many compartments, um, George, on business and what we can do and what we should do when technology and the internet and social media and um, this just this, this global space makes business borderless. 
So your business is no longer boxed into your state, your country, your region, your continent. Your business actually is global and you should operate it as such. So when I started to share my message, mainly using social media, I realized that I had a global audience, that there were people all over the world that could identify with my story of being in a career, thinking that you're satisfied, only to realize that you're dissatisfied and wanting to know what should you do. And when I first started, like, I thought to myself, like, who would listen to me? I am this island girl with a very strong accent. <laughs> and, <laughs> how would they understand what I'm saying? And then I, I started to realize, hey, English is English, right? Once I'm speaking English and I'm speaking it slowly enough, they should be able to understand what I'm saying. Yes, sometimes I may pronounce words different, like, right? Like you may say um, character, and then we say character, but it's still character, right? <laughs> so I said, It's the same word. <laughs> so I said, English means English. So me having an accent at that time, I thought it was a limit, but as I started to share my message, People identified with the message, even beyond the accent, even beyond my country, even beyond my cultural background or beliefs. Uh, fulfillment is universal. Purpose is global. It's universal. Everyone knows what it is. So I stopped seeing the limits of Trinidad being my, the landscape of my business. And I started to see the world as my business model. I love it. That's what I'm talking about. So you saw it, you saw it from a bird's eye view, but you didn't just see it from the island that you were from. You saw it from the whole globe, which is what the, yeah. the vision that we all need to have, because um, what we got to realize is that uh, the world is our, is, is our playground, right? We can play anywhere in it that we yeah. want. Absolutely. And we've got to start looking at all this territory. Like we, 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 I mean, just think if you would have just thought, you know, I can only do business on this island because then yeah. you're still boxing yourself in even as an entrepreneur at that point. But you looked at it from the whole globe. So tell us, because you come over to the U.S. and you do a lot of speaking engagements, you do a lot of courses here. You know, what was that like to transition from, you know, doing business in Trinidad mm -hmm. and, and in your country and then crossing over and being an international entrepreneur um, and doing things both in, in both countries as this island girl that had never been over here at the time? Um, I, I'd say you have to be a student of your craft and of your voice, and you have to know what works where. So I had to understand diversity. I had to understand different cultures. So when I first started building my business, I would say that it was probably um, 95% US based and 5% um, Trinidad, mainly because um, the culture, as I would have explained, of the people in Trinidad, it was not about this whole getting fulfillment. And, um, you know, it was just about you go to school, you get a great job, you work, you get married, and that's life. Um, nobody ventured to really go outside or to color outside of those lines. So when I first started sharing the message, the U.S. audience, of course, which I believe because you guys' culture is different and you were very much open to the concept of coaching already at that point in time, three years ago, when I started, um, it was easy. So my first clients actually were from the U.S. And I 
jumped for joy when I realized that people were willing to pay me to coach them on a computer. And I was thinking now I was unqualified. And when my first two clients paid and we started working through the process and I started getting success with it, I was like, wow, this actually works. Then I started getting clients from Australia, from Jamaica. I mean, and it just started to broaden just because I shared my message and realized business was borderless. Then what I did, George, is then I started to build the um, business more from a local perspective in Trinidad. Because even though I was registered in Trinidad, operated from Trinidad, I, I work on a computer, right? So basically, I was global. Um, right. So now when I came back, I realized that I had to work on the mindset of the people in my country so that they could embrace even the concept of coaching. We wouldn't hire a coach normally, but now since then, since the education gamut has widened, now you find people are more open to hiring a coach. So I had to come back, use my results, right? So what the global perspective uh, gave me was results was testimonials, was people saying, hey, this system works, I have worked it, and this is my success. So I now took that success from the global or the US perspective, translated it into my culture and started educating people and saying, these are what my clients, this is what they were able to do with, with the, um, the steps that I gave. This is how I was able to coach them through the process. And it just took one client here taking a risk and saying, hey, let me try this. And when she tried it and she got success and shared the message, word of mouth on my island, you know, it just went like wildfire. And then people started to recognize, hey, she's an international author. She's an international speaker. We want to have her to train us because now the model seems like it's tested. If someone in Australia can use the same model in Jamaica, in the US, and it works, then why not a girl of the soil Let's use the same model and let it work for us. And then I started to get the exposure, if you would, in Trinidad. But I have to admit that it was adopted first in the U.S. Wow. So when you became, a, 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 you literally became an, a, an international entrepreneur, literally in the beginning, because yes. you actually got an international client before yes. you actually got a domestic client. Absolutely. Wow. Yes. Wow. And see, people love results. And that's the thing. You know, people love results. And that is a fair assessment. Um, I think where we miss it is that even though we start to see results, some of us still don't believe. Um, and, and that's where we miss it. Because wanting to see results and wanting to see, hey, is this coaching thing, can this really work? That is a very valid response. That's a very valid assessment. And everyone should want to make sure that anything that they invest in is that going to work for them? It works, right. Right. The, where we miss it is when we see the results and we see that it works for us, that we still have our, uh, have, have our, our uh, I guess you could say, our doubts. And yeah. that's where we miss it because at, at some point, you're just going to have to take the leap. Yes. At some point, you're going to have to take the leap. You know, I hear yes. people all the time. They talk about how, uh, well, you know, I don't want to get into coaching because coaching is so expensive. And, you know, I don't know if it's going to work. And, you know, I've never worked with a coach before. At some point, you're going to have to do something different. If, yes. you're, if you're in the market to see something or experience something different than what you've always experienced, 
then you're going to have to do something different. So if you've never worked with a coach before and the reason that you're intrigued by working with a coach is because it's something you've never done, but you're also at the same breath, not wanting to do it because you're not sure if it's going to work. Well, what you've done so far hasn't worked. So, right. you know, like, <laughs> what, do you what, have to what do you have to lose at this point? At least you're giving something the opportunity to work. I was watching, um, because everybody knows that I don't really watch TV except for uh, college football on Saturdays, which is ending now. And then on Sundays, I watch, uh, you know, I, I might watch a show here and there. Uh, uh, but I only watch TV on certain days. I don't watch TV through the Okay. And I'm I'm a, a finance nerd, so I watch a lot of PBS and NPR. Right. And but anyway, I was, <laughs> I was watching 60 Minutes because they had Elon Musk on there, and Elon Musk was talking about Tesla, and uh, he was talking about how 10 years ago he knew or he, he in his mind he was like this is not going to work. Tesla's not going to work, mm. but he's like I'm going to put 55 million dollars of my own money in it anyway. And the CBS broadcast was like, wait a minute, you, in your mind, you knew what you were working on was not going to work, but mm. you still put $50 million in it anyway. Wow. He said, absolutely. And she's like, why did you do that? If you thought it was going to, to work? He's like, I, I, I never said I didn't believe in Tesla. I just said, I didn't, I thought it was going to fail because other people didn't believe, but wow. everything I was doing before wasn't working and I hadn't put any of my own or at least this amount of money into it. So I figured, okay, I believe in this. I, I want it to work. I don't think it's going to, but I at least need to give it the opportunity to say that I tried. Yeah. So I put my own money into it. And um, he said 10 years later, which was, I believe one month ago, uh, it's January, 2019 right now. So in December, Tesla turned their first profit. Wow. They turned their first profit, Krisha. And they had to, the campus that Tesla's on, they had to eliminate one side of the parking lot to create and 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 uh to create and build another assembly line because they got so many orders that they could not keep up with the demand yeah. uh, with the assembly line that they had. But if he wouldn't have put that extra $50 million into it we wouldn't know Tesla the way it is now. Tesla's trading over a hundred and I think it's trading close to 200 or maybe $300 a share right now. I don't know. Wow. Um, but 10 years ago, Tesla wasn't, no one thought it was going to make because all electric manufacturers were failing. They all failed. Tesla really is the, yeah. is the, is the, the, the company that came out of it. So I say all that to say, at some point, you know, if you believe in something, but you still feel that it may or may not work, if you haven't tried it yet, you have nothing to lose by trying it. And yeah. if you look at what Elon Musk did, you never know. It might just work. <laughs> exactly. And I like that you brought up belief because trust me, when I started coaching, coming from my culture, people thought I was crazy. When I left my job, they're like, what? Your good government job? You're leaving a job to go coach people? Like, who does that? It was absolutely crazy, but I had a belief in this dream. I started coaching people, George, at 30 US dollars for 30 minutes, like a dollar a minute, right? And I mean it like, you know, just a fun catchphrase. But people were actually willing at that time to pay me this 30 dollars and then they got the results. So people looking and they were like, so you left your job to go now coach people, right? And for 30 dollars a minute when you could have been pushing people, getting a salary, all these benefits, yada, yada, yada. 
Um, and it was, it was a comfortable thing, but it didn't fulfill me. It wasn't purpose. But I believed in this thing. That's the only reason that I can be doing it three years in because it has not always been easy, um, especially, you know, the dynamics, being international, one, being female, two, um, building this thing from the ground up. I, I, I didn't know what a lead magnet was and, you know, all the systems and automation. But listen, I just jumped up there. I'm like, my name is Krisha. I coach. This is the price. Let's go. <laughs> but you know what let me uh, Krisha I'm so glad you said it that way because let me tell you guys something about business for you guys that are listening business is only hard as you're operating but wow, business is not that. hard business is not difficult to start you know we make business difficult so people get intimidated by starting one yeah. the hardest part about starting a business is just starting and just just beginning to take the steps to do it and really the steps to do it is you know the way that i look at it and and, and there's a little more that goes into it but let's just talk about it from uh the the u.s standpoint and then i would like to hear you, the way you would do it in trinidad okay um but here in the u.s my take on starting a business is you come up with an idea you decide what niche you want in that marketplace you go to your secretary of state well, you probably want to sit down with a, an accountant or a bookkeeper, do some research and figure out, do I want to start an LLC? Do I want this to be an S corp? Do I want this to be a C corp? Uh, what do I want this to be? And then you come up with a name, you go and uh, incorporate it or whatever with your secretary of state, you get your EIN number, uh, buy the domain, even if you can't build a website, buy the domain and then introduce yourself. Hi, my name is George Pitts. I am a business and finance coach. I teach you how to start an online business and improve your personal finances. This is what my charge is. This is how you can sign up. This is what we'll, this is what you'll get for signing up. Let's go. Yeah. And you're, and you're ready, you know, and, and, you know, all that can take literally just a couple of weeks, you know, yeah. uh, if you're really, really motivated. Uh, so it's, it's not as difficult. The hard part is, um, you know, you got to change mindsets, you've got to get clients, but starting a business is not difficult. It's, it's, it's when you get into the business aspect and operating where it can be. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, mindset is a strong thing. And one of the, one of the things that I feel that people neglect to realize is that when you're purposed to do something, right, when you are purposed to do something, things flow so much better than when you're, when you're operating out of purpose. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, so many of us, we work jobs that pay very well, but we don't enjoy what we do because Absolutely. you're operating, you're operating out of purpose. Absolutely. And then you got somebody that, you know, may have a job that may not pay them very well, but they absolutely love it like a teacher or a social worker or something like that because they're operating in purpose. Yes. And so what we've got to understand is we've got to, we've got to look at everything in the mirror and say, okay, are we operating in purpose or out of purpose? Because if what we're doing is not something that's satisfying us or, or giving us some sort of uh, feeling of being, then we could potentially be operating out of purpose. Um, so, so Christian, tell us a little bit about, you know, how you would view starting a business in, in, in Trinidad compared to here. Well, it's pretty much the same. We have the same kind of regulations. So we have like sole trader, partnership, 
um, then you have a limited liability company. So you register it pretty much the same. Um, so that's kind of how I started. I had the concept for the business. I registered it. And um, then you basically put in your framework, right? How you want to operate. This business being a coaching business, it was very different in terms of registering it home um, because it's not like a, uh, the typical product type business. I am selling a service and it's virtually for now, right? Um, so it was, it was a matter of explaining it, of course, then when I registered it because they needed to understand the concept of the business, how it would run, etc. cetera. Um, so it registered pretty much the same. And then, as you said, it really was easy. Now that I'm more advanced and the, the demands are different, I'm now adding new elements, right? But when I started, George, I didn't have a website. I bought a domain, yes, but I just had it sitting there. Um, I used um, ConvertKit for a very long time. I just had a landing page, sent people to the landing page, got their email addresses, and started communicating with them that way. I had no website for probably close to a year or maybe more than a year. Um, I just had my scheduler to set the appointments and I made the tools that I had at that time work. So I didn't see limitations. I didn't see not having a website as a limitation. I worked what I had. So I worked my email, I worked my inboxes, I worked my scheduler, I worked social media, and that was how I was able to, to sell my product, to put it out there. Um, I did my videos at the end of a video. I gave you an offer. If you were interested, you inboxed me. I sent you a link. You paid. We got on a call and we coached. I didn't make the process very complicated. When we start to complicate it, that holds people back from thinking, wow, being an entrepreneur is so difficult. It really isn't. As you grow, you add the systems that you need for your growth. At that time, I just needed a medium of exchange. Some place that I could send people to to pay, some place that I could meet them to do the transaction, some place that I could share the offer. And that was basically the three steps of my business then. Okay, I tell you the offer, I sent you to pay, we set up a meeting, and that was the loop that I ran. So I think it's pretty much the same as, as the US model um, in terms of setting up the systems when I started. I love that. I love that. And what you just said, that's, that's like a webinar's worth of information because wow. you don't need all these systems when there's nothing for them to be operated on. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like you've got people out here. I had a guy that came to me the other day, or I say the other day, gosh, it's actually been a couple of months now. <laughs> um, but he came to me and he said, Hey, uh, I, uh, I want to work with you to, uh, to do some coaching. So I said, okay, you know, so we sat down and um, we, had a, we uh, had a discovery session. And he said, I need to, uh, I, I, I went into this, this class and I uh, learned that I needed to, uh, you know, build a funnel. I needed to have a website, I need to do this. So I paid somebody $1,500 to build me a website. Uh, I bought ClickFunnels. I have, uh, I have get response and uh, yeah, like all these systems. I said, okay, so, uh, you know, what, what's your website? So I went to his website. It wasn't very, it was, it was a pretty decent website. I don't know if I would have paid 1500, but it was, it was, wow. a, it was a pretty good website. And so I said, okay, um, what's your, what's your, what's your lead magnet? He's like, well, I don't have a lead magnet. I said, okay, well, what's in your funnel? Like what's your, you know, what, what's the link to your funnel? And he's like, well, that's what I need your help with. I don't, I don't, I need to know like what, you know, what can I put in my funnel? I need to make money from my funnel. 
I said, yeah, that's what a funnel is, but but what do you have in it? Like what he didn't have any products, any wow. products, no webinars, no courses, nothing. So I said, well, how long have you been working on this? He said, well, I took the class in the summer. Um, he had paid $500 for the class and they said, okay, you need to get a, a, an email list. You need to get uh, funnels, you need to get this. And they and he signed up under all these affiliate links that this person was, was spitting out. Mm. And so he had been paying from, um, June to November, maybe, or October. So four to five months of 197 for ClickFunnels. Wow. So he had literally spent $800 to $1,000 and had nothing for a funnel. And he was paying also $50 a month for a get response. That's another $250. Then he had paid $1,500 for a website. No digital products, no courses, no webinar, no niche. I, you know, I asked myself, okay, well, what is it that you do? And he's like, well, I think I want to coach people. And I said, okay, well, what kind of, you know, like what way? Do you want to be a business coach, life coach? I hadn't really thought about it. I mean, it, it was just, it was just so confusing for me that this man oh, had spent over three grand really didn't have anything. So I say all that to say, everybody that's listening, what Krisha just said is so important. You don't need all these systems until you've got somebody that's going to work the system Yeah. because that's what systems are for. Right. An email address is free or you could go with Office 365 or, or, uh, or a Google Mail account for $5 a month. Yeah. Go and get your domain. If you're a new uh, domain, 99 cents at GoDaddy. Um, and then you just work that, you know, you get yes. it from your camera, you get on Instagram, you get on Periscope, you get on Facebook, yes. whatever your poison is. And once you develop your niche and once you develop all the different strategies that you want to uh, incorporate, you go on and you introduce yourself and you prove to people that you are an expert or at least someone that is knowledgeable in the field that you're trying to, uh, that you're trying to do business in mm -hmm. and people that want the service will work with you and people who don't won't but you can't just sit up here and buy all these systems and then expect them just to work you know why it doesn't work that way so what you said was so important when you're starting out start with the, the basic necessities you need, you need yourself <laughs> you need an email address for people to communicate with you need a device to get in front of that camera and start talking to people and you need a place for them to go and pay get you a paypal yep. uh, get you a cash app yeah um, you know, anything like that, uh, go and, and, you know, there's like Equid, there's uh, PayHiv, there's uh, Gumroad and put, you know, write up an ebook, put it on one of those platforms, go to bit.ly.com, it's free and get you a bit.ly link so it's easy yep. to tell people where to go and you are in business. Exactly. You are in business. Listen, my first class that I did was an eBay class. This was back in 2000. 15, I believe. Mm -hmm. My first class, Christian, was eBay. Wow. And I had no website. I had, well, no, you know, I, I, I had a website, but it wasn't for this particular business, for my IT right. business. So uh, I build websites, so I was able to throw up a website pretty quick, but I didn't even use it to promote this class. When I started getting on Periscope, um, which is a live streaming platform for some of the people that are listening that may not know what Periscope is, because there's still a lot of people who don't. Wow. Um, yes. I got on there and I would just show like all of this, the inventory that I was getting in and how I was boxing it up. I would do scopes of me going to the mail, to the post office. I have a trunk full of stuff that I'm shipping off. And people kept saying like, hey, do you teach a class on that? Do you coach on that? And I was like, teach a class? I was like, 
know. You know, because it, it was wow. all foreign to me. I didn't know yeah. any of that. I was like, what do you mean? Like, they're like, well, do you coach? And I was like, no, no, I, I don't I don't coach. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, do I coach sports? I'm serious, because I was green to this whole, I didn't know what that was. And so people started asking me that. And then I was like, okay, I'm getting a lot of people asking me. I need to find out what this is. So I hired a coach. My first coach, his name was Kelly James. I think, do you know who Kelly is? Yes, he yeah. was my coach too. He was my first coach. <laughs> and um, I said, and I, 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 uh, I, I saw him on Periscope and I followed uh, Kelly for about two or three weeks. And I went to his website, I went to social media and I was really scoping him out because I was like, you know, this man is asking for, you know, this much money. Yeah. I need to make sure that <laughs> You know, he, he's, he's good. And so I followed him for a few weeks, listened to his broadcast, and I said, okay, he's solid. So I sent him a message. I said, hey, <laughs> this was really interesting. I said, hey, uh, I was wondering if you can teach me how to be a coach. And he wrote me back. He said, I've never had that question before. Can you give me, can you kind of, you know, give me a little bit more information? I was like, look, I'm having a lot of people ask me about this coaching thing and doing courses, and I've never done this before. I need you to teach me how to be a coach. And he said, can you give me a day or two to think about it? I teach sales, uh, but, but give me a day or so to think about it. So then he messaged me back the next day. He's like, yeah, you know, I can, I can teach you, you know, the steps to do it. That was the best investment I ever made. Wow. He taught me wow. everything. And so I, I uh, got a bitly link bit.ly forward slash ebay 2016. <laughs> My goodness. I and, in business. And I was in business. And guess what? The bit.ly link, all it did, Christian, was it took them to PayPal because I created a PayPal button. Yes. It took them to PayPal to pay the two. I put So I had listed the class originally for $97 and somebody said, no, take that down. You're going to put $299. I was like, $299, $300. They said, look, what you're about to teach people is going to help them make so much money. That's wow, a valuable course. Don't, don't devalue it. This is my first course. Incredible. So I took it down. I put two ninety nine on it. I had thirty six people sign up for that class what? in a matter of one week. Thirty six. And, and listen to this, Christian. I didn't even have thirty six people that were consistently watching my periscopes at a time. Wow. I was doing like ten to fifteen people at a time, but somehow thirty six people signed up for that course. And um, and we were rolling. This was my first course, y'all. And that course ended up being a flagship course for me um, because so many people, I had so many different, um, so many different uh, um, um, reviews of people like, oh my, I just sold my first product or, oh, I just got into this. I had a guy that got into fidget spinners before it was popular and he made a, a fortune. But I made over $10,000 in my first course and I didn't use my website to do it. I didn't have an email list at the time. I didn't, I, to be honest with you, I don't even think I had a MailChimp at the time. All I had was my PayPal, I had a Bitly link, and I had a, I had, I had something to sell, which was a, uh, a how-to course step-by-step -step on how to make money in e-commerce via eBay. And I made over $10,000 in that first course and that course has literally done well to this day uh, three years later, and I've done about 15 other courses since. Wow. Right? Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> That's incredible because we are really showing people this is how you do business. Like, it's borderless. You didn't even have a website, right? No. Not, well, at the time, I had built time. one. I, I did build one, but I, I wasn't using it. I didn't give people the link because I didn't really have any. I had me and what I did, but I didn't. I didn't really know what I was doing at the time because I really didn't know who I was. I didn't know that I was a coach or a strategist or someone. I just was an entrepreneur. That's I just looked at myself 
I'm an engineer by trade and an entrepreneur by night, you know? Uh, and then of course it's, it's just exploded after that. Uh, but no, I, I, no one even knew my website name for at least three to six months after that. Um, so, so, you know, that's what it was. So while we're talking about courses, can you talk to us about the, the university that you found called PurposeUniversity.co? Absolutely. Purpose University is one place for everything purpose, and it's a platform where it's about developing people in their area of passion. So we have a number of courses re ranging from purpose courses to business courses to finance courses, learning how to manage your money because I realized um, that I wanted to build one connector, one place that you could come to and develop all of your skills. So I have partnered with amazing purpose partners. Of course, George is one of them. And I have brought their expertise onto the platform because of course my um, passion, my area of genius is purpose. But there are other people in my network who I've connected to. And listen, I'm still in Trinidad doing business, borderless, without any limits. And I've connected to people in the US, people with different uh, crafts, people who are experts in their field and brought their courses onto the platform. So when people go onto the platform, they can basically find a course to match their needs in one space. Mm, one space. Mm -hmm. I love it, I love it. And yes, I, I am a, uh, a teacher on there. Um, I know there's some great teachers on there. I know there's Shantae Williams that's a teacher on there. I know yes. Donna Bacon. Uh, Marcus Rozier, I follow that man on, on Instagram. He has one of the best Instagrams that I've seen. Yeah. Um, we got my, my brother, man, my, my, my Evan. Evan Brown. Yes. And listen, me and Evan met on your broad, on, on, on uh, Purpose University. Purpose University. Yeah. Yep. We met on That's there it. and we're about to do some things in 2019 together. Wow. Um, I love it. I yeah. Love it. And we met on Purpose University because we were both, uh, we were both uh, course creators on there for, for that season. So Purpose University brought some Purpose Brothers together as well. I uh, and I'm sure other people, but let me tell y'all something, man. PurposeUniversity.co, there's not much you can't find on there. I mean, there's things on there from economics to uh, just um, economics, business, mindset, uh, money, uh, marketplace management, writing courses, books, uh, just, and books yes. everything. I mean, there's nothing... There's very little, if anything, that you can't find on here that's going to resonate with what it is that you do or that you should be, uh, you know, peeking uh, into your uh, into your purpose. Yeah. Uh, I, I highly, highly recommend you guys visit PurposeUniversity.co because Chris has really built uh, an amazing platform with some amazing people. And I'm also going to say real quick, Chris, I am literally loving your graphics the graphics that you created i don't know who did them i don't know if it was you i don't know if it was uh your assistant who we're going to talk about her in a second because i believe she's so awesome um <laughs> but i love your graphics that have you and the person on there and it's yes. just cool professional oh and, and i love the colors Thank and you. i'm telling you man you you got it together I, I would love to see you do a course on just creating that kind of stuff because you know, I'm a man. I'm not creative like That's that. a good idea. <laughs> I think I need to create that course this I, year. <laughs> hey, listen, I will be the first person to sign up, and I'm sure several of us brothers will do it. There's some creative brothers out there, but I'm not one of them, okay, right. when it comes to design. That's just not my lane. 
Uh, so I need something like that because, you know, I'd be having a struggle, struggle graphics. So I started handing that off to somebody else. And I think you're doing pretty good. <laughs> oh, you handed it off. That's why. <laughs> well, yeah, I handed it off. Now, I do some of them, but I'm sure the ones that uh, I do, you could probably point out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, tell us a little bit real quick before we close out about your assistant, because I just love the relationship you two have. I see you supporting each other all the time. I saw on Facebook, she just recently graduated and you were there. Uh, I mean, I just love you two's relationship. Can you kind of talk about when you're looking for someone as an entrepreneur, yes. you grow, uh, getting someone that can, because you're going to eventually have to bring someone in to help you with all this. Yes. What was that like picking that person and, 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 and how, you know, how did you come about picking your assistant? I love that question because as an entrepreneur, when I started off for two years, I was the everything officer, right? So I was the graphics person. I had to come up with the concept, create content, do the courses, everything. And then at the beginning of last year, I started to pray and I started to ask God. I said, Lord, I need help. But I was really specific about what I needed because I had help in the past and people volunteered and people always want to help. But when you're building a team as an entrepreneur, you need someone that connects with your heart and the vision. So I wanted someone that could connect with my heart, that could flow and work with me, and then also be so connected to the vision and complement everything that we do. And as you rightfully said, she too is a master's graduate. I am a master's graduate. But what is the beautiful thing about our relationship is that we both are working in our area of purpose and in our area of genius. So administratively, while for two years, I would have been responsible for doing the structure, contacting, you know, stakeholders and doing all the lazing, um, I can do that, but it, it didn't free me up to be the creative part of the business. Now I can easily hand it off to Shelly where that is her purpose, that is her area of genius. And she can structure and do the administrative part way more easier than I can. And I can be free to create and to be, um, you know, in that space of putting content out there and creating for the business and mobilizing the movement while she can manage the structure. And let me tell you, George, I don't have to be over her shoulders. I don't have to read over her email. I don't have to read over the things that she posts. It sounds like if I post it, like sometimes people don't know the difference between my email and her email. I don't draft any of her emails. She has my heart and she understands the vision so because she understands it and she's sold, it's not just a job to her. It's her purpose. So it's like a perfect match. And I'm, now I'm like, God, I need an accountant who has the same heart because I need someone to come work and do my money. But that will not just take it as a job. Like I'm just crunching numbers and I'm just um, doing taxes, but that I'm connected to the vision of purpose. I believe in this vision in terms of helping people navigate life. And then I'm also functioning in my area of genius. So when you're building a team, don't just look at competency and skill set. Look at heart. Look at how they flow with you, how they relate with you. If they are sold on the vision of the business, not in word, but in action. And that's why we flow and we gel so perfectly. And people sometimes actually like, okay, so you have your master's now. Where are you going to work? Because of course she's in Trinidad, right? So this uh -huh. of thought is, you get a degree and you go get this big corporate job. She's like, no, I'm working at Purpose University. And they're like, what? Oh, you're doing that for now. That's just, you know, in the meantime. And she's like, no, I'm working for Purpose University. And, um, you know, it, it's just so strange to people, but it's rewarding for her. She's flowing in her purpose. And then we make such an amazing team 
that the business has transformed in one year and we can do so much more because it's two like-minded individuals working in the area of purpose. And that's how I got my admin. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all need to replay what she just said because when you go to find somebody, you don't want to just find somebody that can do administrative stuff. You don't want to find somebody that can just do graphics. You don't want to just find somebody that can do, you want somebody that's going to believe in the vision and has your vision at heart because let me tell you something. I've gone through so many assistants. I finally have a good one now, but wow. I've gone through so many assistants because many of them just wanted to do the job, but they didn't really buy into the vision. They just were buying into, I can make money doing this. This person pays very well, and this is what I can do. And let me tell you what happens when that, when that is, the, is the situation. You end up spending more time correcting their work. Yes working on your stuff time for that we don't have time for that as entrepreneurs like i don't have to watch over shelly's work i could create i could write i could teach and you know she would just run the administrative and i am comfortable that i don't have to go read over her stuff and say oh my god i wonder how she how she did this i wonder how she sent this email no you can't be correcting and being over people's shoulders no and i'm telling y'all man y'all need a shelly in your life because you know, when you are a creator like we are, we thrive better when we just get to focus on the creating part, the content, the courses, yes. because courses isn't as simple as getting in front of a camera and just no, talking. You got to write that course. You got to write your slides. You got to write your content, your workbooks. Uh, you know, you got to organize this. It's, just, it's, it's almost like writing a book and then speaking it in, in, in live. You know, you got to write your chapters. You got to, what chapter is going to go first and how, you know, how you're yes. going to go into this next segment. You know, this next, how you're going to end this prayer graph? How are you going to start this one? That's how it is with writing courses. So it takes a lot of time and energy. So when you assign stuff to someone, you want to make sure that when you assign it to them, for one, you know, it's going to get done. Two, that it's going to get done the right way. And three, that you don't have to spend a lot of time checking over everything because, you know, uh, at the end of the day, as entrepreneurs, especially as coaches and strategists and course creators and things like that, we have so much to deal with when we deal with our students, with our clients that we can't deal with our staff too, you know? Yeah. You want someone, if they're going to do the accounting and the bookkeeping, you want to make sure, you want to know that when they're handling that, you don't have to go and look it over. Right. Because I, yes. you know, when we first start, we're the CEO, we're the CFO, we're the COO, we're the CAO, the chief the everything officer. officer, we're everything. Right. We're the graphic designer, we're the IT yep. support, you know, we're everything. <laughs> so it's like, when we finally, yeah, when we finally get to bring somebody in to to be the CFO, to be the COO, to be that we want them to be just that so that we can run the ship and manage it and make sure that it's getting to where it needs to get to. Yeah. So I love what you said there. Uh, it makes so much sense. And that's something that we all need to take a chapter from because let's just say what it is. Y'all, we, we all need a ship. And that, you know, <laughs> that's what we need because uh, I tell you, whenever we were going through the process of me just getting on Purpose University and getting on the um, the, the webinars and getting on the, the you know, everything. Shelly was on it. And, and I would be honest, there was times that I thought I was talking to you until I looked at the email address and I realized wow. I was talking to her. So, you know, it was like, you guys are really one. 
you know, yes, really it's want. seamless. It's seamless. It's so seamless. So as you grow and you start to align yourself with people like that, um, this is one of the reasons why business will thrive because, you know, because I thought I was talking to Krisha as, 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 as just a partner, but then also as a student, because students, they're attracted to Krisha, right? They're, yeah. The reason that they came to work with you and do business with you is because of you. Yeah. Now, if they see a lot of you in her, it's going to make that transition and process seamless when she's the one handling yeah. customer service and questions. They're going to feel that they're dealing with Christian on every level because of how seen in sync you two are. And that's what you want. And I think that's just so awesome. So Thank awesome. you. Thank you. I would give Shelly your regards. I mean, please do. Please do. Tell her to keep doing what she's doing. I, I appreciate will. her. And uh, I, I hope to uh, be on Trinidad and, and meet you guys both very, very yes. soon. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. So, Christian, thank you so much for joining us today on the Monetize Everything podcast. Uh, this has been such a treat to have you. I just wanted people to see that, you know, you can you can be domestic or you can be global, right? Yeah. If, if I mean, Christian, I love what you said about how you your first clients were all international because what if you were just focusing on getting clients in training? Right. I wouldn't have a business. Right. I yeah. I right. And some of us, what if you're just focusing on having clients in Florida or just having yeah. clients in Montana or just having, yeah. you know, instead of East Coast, West Coast, Central, Hawaii, Alaska, Canada, Europe, UK, you know, stop putting yourself in a mason jar when you could go and be in an ocean. Yes. You know. So thank you so much, Christian, for joining us today on the Monetize Everything podcast. Thank you to our listeners today uh, as well. We hope, you, we hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Uh, let us know if you have any questions or you know, um, any follow-up things. Christian, we would love to have you back because we're going to be doing uh, a video uh, podcasting as well. We'll be putting the podcast both on iTunes. We'll also be putting video on YouTube just to get people to see the responses and have it come to life. So we would love to have you back. Uh, in the near future as well for a follow-up. You're okay with them. We'd like to have Shelly come too. Absolutely. We'd love to be back. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Krishna, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Make sure you guys visit purposeuniversity.co and check out what they have on there. And remember, monetize everything. Y'all have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Monetize Everything podcast with George Pitts. Visit us at georgepittsco.com for show notes and more resources on how to build wealth, improve your finances, and multiple streams of income all online.